0: hey everybody welcome to another episode i'm matt i'm andy and this is another episode thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood and today mandy what are we talking about today
1: we are talking about of mice and men 1992 gary sinise starred, directed and produced this
0: movie so good old captain other lieutenant (laughs) Dan, Dan. (laughs) captain dan lieutenant (laughs) dan himself Yep, we got lieutenant dan we get john malkovich in this one this is a pretty exciting movie for me this was yeah um <clears throat> I, re- I didn't so this is a movie that i did not watch a lot as a kid but i what i did watch of it affected i was mm-hmm. like this is a good movie and i remember thinking to myself as a child or whatever i was at, at you know in 92 93 area um that like this is a movie that's supposed to mean something you know what i mean i don't know if that makes sense but like I realized that this movie has some weight, some gravity to it, and and it has a lot of like inner meaning and some deeper issues that are going on here. Right. And so for me, this movie was like a big deal in the sense that it was like, you know, I like it. I like it a lot, but uh, okay. We always tell everybody uh, who's listening in, if you have not found a reason to watch this movie, please make this the reason to do so. Mandy, where did you find it? Where did you watch it?
1: Um, It is on Pluto TV for free.
0: It is also on the Pluto TV app. It's on YouTube for free too, which is crazy. Oh, nice. Uh, So I watched it there on YouTube uh, for free, which was nice. And uh, you can go find it there. Uh, So please make this the reason that you go find it and watch it. We'll give you a few seconds to pause the podcast to go find it and watch it there. So you can come back and join us for the conversation because we know you haven't seen this movie in years. So go do that now and we'll give you time. And you're back. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching the movie, coming back to join us. I know it's a long one. It's like two hours long. Uh, but we'll get to it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so, uh, we're all up to speed on the movie, and uh, of course, we don't like to talk about movies by ourselves, Mandy, because we just argue about things. But today, uh, we're going to make an exception and do just that. We'll see what happens. We're going guestless today, for the first time ever. So we'll <laughs> yes, a little experiment. <laughs> we had a guest lined up, but life got in the way. Things happened, and we were like, you know what? We'll just uh, <laughs> quickest two hours ever. Yeah, thanks, JD. Yeah. um uh, so we'll just kind of <laughs> swing it and see what happens. We'll wing this and, and we'll see where we end up. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, about it. It'll be fine. We'll be okay. We don't need people in here to be silly yeah. and goofy about it. We can do that ourselves. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Mandy, uh, we always ask all of the guests how long it had been since, uh, you watched the movie <laughs> before we forced you to watch it. So how about you? How long had it been since you saw this movie?
1: I have never seen it. Never. Okay. I read, no, I read the book, I think in high school, Miss Collier's class, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I, I had the gist of what was that. And that's probably why I never watched it. As, like, if you're a listener, you know that I am a fan of happy endings. Yeah, and it's movie's
0: great for you, though. Right? No,
1: yeah. Like, it, and I actually, like, really, I really liked the movie itself. I liked the acting. I liked the, um, how the, like, the, they portrayed the period and everything. Like I felt like that was, and it was really good. I would have, I would have been fine if like, I just stopped before, yeah. um, what's her face dies? Curly's wife. Yep. Oh oh no. Before they shoot the fucking dog. Like why do two dogs have to die? Like a barely, like a little tiny puppy and then they shoot candy's dog, which was, yeah. I didn't cry just because I wouldn't go into this expecting, sadness and despair
0: and that's what i got i get you i get you um yeah i mean this uh, this is a sad movie it's a drama you know we don't do many of those on the channel here on the uh, on the podcast uh but but you know we got to throw one in every once in a while and today yeah. uh, is one of those days um it was sadder than i expected it to be uh but it was also it, it very much led up to it and you could tell kind of what was going to happen as it as it yeah went. um really this whole thing is it boils down to like you need to take responsibility for the things that are bad in your life and deal with it yourself and you know so the whole idea was like the, the dog was a big metaphor right the, the the old super old dog was dying candy's dog yep. and uh that very much was equated to candy's dog is old and useless and it's doing right no good and, and it was equated to the fact that Lenny is also causing a bunch of problems and it's not doing any good for Gary Sinise and he could have very easily well, let he's, him. he Yeah. Well, he's also, I mean, from a
1: criminal justice standpoint, he is not like society is not safe from him right, in the right. current situation that he's in. Like, that's probably another reason why I didn't cry. I was sadder about the dogs than I was about oh. Lenny getting shot because I'm like, you don't have a choice.
0: He's hurting people. Yep. I mean, he, you know.
1: And yeah, he's and ruining
0: then, Gary Sinise's life. Yep. And back then in the thirties, that's the thing, I mean, that's what you had to deal with, right? It, this was, de- so this is set depression era. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the depression was the uh, late twenties, early thirties. This was written in 37, 37, 38. Uh, yeah. Original story. And then of course there was a movie, like, there was a movie made like way soon after this book or after the short story was written or novella or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, which I was not aware of how soon after that. that I mean, there was an opera made out of it in the 60s. Okay. And then
1: there was another movie in the 70s. And then this movie came out in the 90s. I mean, people just apparently are psychopaths that like to watch (laughs) sad shit. Like that's basically how I feel about this.
0: For sure, for sure. (laughs) do you want to do a quick rundown of who's who yeah
1: absolutely um we got john malkovich playing lenny small which is hilarious that excuse me his name is small um and even though he's supposed to be really big right right uh gary
0: if this story was the the source of like the term to be small-minded or something i wondered if that was like either if they used that to give him his name or if it was that makes sense you no know, I, I wasn't sure how that worked. i mean
1: this this or this book in particular like it's used in tons of things and while i was watching it all i could think of was the um cartoon with the uh, the snowman the abominable snowman okay. from looney Tunes, and he's like i will love him and pet him and squeeze him right right and yep. that for sure like came from this so um yeah uh, gary sinise plays george milton ray Walson plays candy um he was also mr hand um in uh what movie was it what we did with him where he was he worked i don't know
0: oh yeah anyway. uh, he's been in a ton of stuff though yeah he's a very uh prolific actor uh was he in um wait for it hold on we'll figure it out let's do this uh, he was fast times at ridgemont high that's the one mr hand in fast times yes exactly uh, which is crazy because he had no hand in this movie I know right
1: (laughs) um well they didn't call him mr hands so uh but i'm all right um casey samasco played curly he was in young
0: guns and you're um listening into this you'll have to forgive us if we find any possible moment of levity in this we're just going to try to to to, uh any jokes we can find we're going to go for because yeah we'll try just super sad right <laughs>
1: well i mean that's yes definitely <laughs> um sherilyn fenn played curly's wife which is funny because she's curly's wife she
0: doesn't really have a name yeah um weird. i saw that in the cast list i was like i guess they never do even when uh um candy comes out and says like there's a problem in the barn and he just refers to her as candy's wife it's so weird that he's not yeah like, you know sylvia's dead or whatever he's just like candy's wife's uh, laying in the barn i guess or whatever.
1: Yes. Um and let's see here oh um i don't the wit is a character like he's only on scene for a little bit where he like kind of laughs and smiles um and that's actually played he was played by alexis arquette Mm -hmm. um who was george from the wedding singer we've had um yep and uh she well actually at the time of her death she was living as a man again um, but she died in uh, 2016 of HIV complications.
0: Okay. So r- rips to him or her, depending on what time yeah, time period we're referring to, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, at the time, I'm guessing it, uh, she was referring to herself as he uh, was mm-hmm. around the the table. They were playing cards during the scene where uh, uh, Curly got his hand smashed. So. Mm-hmm. uh he was there he helped them carry uh curly off and sort of facilitated as soon as you see
1: of- him you'll be like oh yeah that was definitely george from you know yeah, like it's yeah. just a very he has a very distinct long
0: um Love like his, a, car- a large, cartoonish face yep, and a large bottom lip very pouty bottom <laughs> lip and i was like wow this guy is kind of out of place here also Ooh. um i don't know if you noticed this too mandy another person who we've had in a previous movie before uh joe morton who plays crooks was in yes. the movie crossroads he was the guy yes. who was like the liaison to the devil like he mm-hmm. wasn't the devil but he was the guy who like brought you from the crossroads to meet steve Vai. yes i
1: absolutely love him he's in terminator which we haven't done yet um and he was in um eureka the show eureka which i loved so he's yeah he's a good guy and then course, um yeah so richard, go ahead sorry
0: we had richard real who was also in office space uh he was the uh the, I don't, I know how to deal with people, you people, you know, like the, yes, What you he's junior? also,
1: he also plays Deuce Bigelow's dad. Remember when he's, he cleans, he's the toilet, like the bathroom attendant. And then he brings him a cupcake and he just uses his hand to eat it yeah. after he's been like plunging the toilet. Like that's what well, I will forever see him with like a dirty poop mustache from eating that disgusting Nice. thing with his hands um yeah then i mean there are other characters that were in this and other movies just because we've
0: done like 200 of them so <laughs> yeah, right, right 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 yep all right so that's the who's who's uh yes I, guess, I mean this is where we would jump right in and ask people you know what their uh what their opinion was or kind of what well, we would go with the 10 word or less synopsis do you have yeah. one ready to go i do let me play the theme song then because we might as well make it at least as official as we can uh here we go the theme song For this segment is brought to you by uh, Bob Fredericks, or uh, affectionately known as Game Pass Dad on Twitch. Yeah. Here's the theme song. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It is time for Chop This Synopsis. Mandy, if you could please regale us with a 10-word or less synopsis of Of Mice and Men. Take it Um, out.
1: this movie can't really be summed up in 10 words. I feel like it's supposed to be like something that like college classes are had about. Sure. Um, but I said, when life is a struggle, just imagine tending the rabbits.
0: Oh, there you go. Hey, <laughs> I, I watched that. Yeah. And for me, it was going to end up, I was like thinking about it sort of vaguely, but I never got around to it. I was like, I don't know, a uh, slow guy. And, and and dogs die and i don't know it was just a it was bad news all over the place so was, we'll leave it with yours i'd watch yours i wouldn't watch my synopsis
1: um i do have a favorite scene that i absolutely loved like the whole thing Let's see if um
0: that i pulled a clip for because i, did, you know I i'm sure it is i pulled a lot of clips for this but they were all very long clips mm-hmm. and i was just like i was struggling to find the point in a clip to stop it Otherwise, you're going to miss the point of what's happening. So we'll see if it's something that you uh, reference here.
1: Oh, yeah. for I'm sure you have one. It's um, when uh, Lenny is in Crooks's room and, you know, he's just that whole acting part for John Malkovich and how he has a long conversation. And when he tells him, you know, well, what if George doesn't come back? What if right. he's hurt? And like Lenny going through this, like emotional, like, but he isn't hurt. Why, you know, why would you say that? And he gets like super protective and
0: stuff um that i thought that whole scene was just awesome All right, so here is this is where we meet i mean this is where we meet crooks but this is where we get to have a good long talk with crooks in his uh in his shack outside behind the barn there
2: everybody went into town well, what you want it's nothing i see i i seen your light well come on in and sit a while if you won't get out of here and leave me alone <laughs> Old boys going to town. Oh, but though Candy. He just sat in the bunkhouse figuring about the rabbits. Like, and I know, love it.
0: He's not supposed to tell a soul about uh, this. I right know.
2: And I get to tend him. You nuts? <laughs> Crazy as a wedge. blame that guy you traveling around with for keeping you out of sight. Every word of the truth you can ask George.
0: All right, we got it. But yeah, he yeah. tells him. He basically says, what happens if George goes away? You're, you can't fend for yourself. You can't make any decisions. You can't live on your own. And it really freaked yeah. out Lenny. <laughs> anyway. I
1: mean, like, if you think about it, just that time period where everybody had to labor, there was, like, if you were injured or, you know, if you had a mental disability, I mean, what did, what did they do with you? Either, right. you know, what if you didn't have a George? They just... Yeah
0: you know that's yeah, it's so really an advocate dad. for for any, that yeah for sure and and that's the thing that we we put on this movie it puts this like hero um stance on uh, George for a while like he's like he's taking care of him but he doesn't need to be but also it it's sort of a George needs him too i think yes like, 100% i agree that, with that that companion and that person to take care of and that needs he doesn't settle down he's basically a nomad Aside from the only person who he's ever like cared for in his life, which is Lenny. Um, So I think he needs that balance too, which is, which they did well in the movie. We should also mention, of course, obviously, if you're not familiar with this story or with this movie that uh, Lenny is uh, mentally handicapped or developmentally disabled or whatever you want to call it. But uh, so in no way is this meant, and in this movie, was it ever meant to exploit that other than the fact that he is a man who does not understand his own strength and does not know how to act around people who aren't George. Basically George is his keeper and yeah.
1: Yeah. And Lenny is actually based on a real person that the author of um, Steinbeck worked with. Uh, He actually worked as a time for a time as a bindle stiff, which is what she calls him, you know, or ranch. And in California, he worked, um, let's see. He worked with a, um, I, I want to make sure I say this correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where he would meet an intellectually disabled man whom Lenny was based on. According to Steinbeck, he killed a ranch foreman um who, because the boss had fired his buddy. Um, So he got mad and like basically stuck this guy through the stomach with a pitchfork. Sure, yeah. So this, you know, this is obviously something that's happening. I mean, think about like, traumatic brain injuries especially considering how dangerous life was back then like there were probably so many people just
0: walking around with issues right. you know ready to just fucking snap yeah and there was no no help for that so uh yeah people would be fortunate to uh, to have someone like george hanging around them uh if they could keep themselves on the straight and narrow but clearly gary movie-
1: <laughs> young gary snays can take care of me anytime
2: there you go there you go
1: <laughs> I, I would handle like- the the mental disability just to be like, hey George, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey George. Um, all right, so let awesome. me get uh, let me play it real quick. This is, I mean, and essentially my standout performance or standout character. There are a ton in this movie. Like the the amount of acting chops in this film uh, is huge. Right there's mm-hmm. uh, beautiful performances from both Gary Sinise and John Malkovich. Uh, Curly's wife is yes just so good at being lost in this mess that she's got herself into of course she has aspirations it's again it's basically of my uh, uh, best laid plans right she's got yeah. her plan to get out of this relationship or she thinks she could if she wanted to uh, well and she
1: she seems like she has the capability she has this like this star quality beauty sure. to her um and she obviously needs attention because she's a gigantic whore yeah like that's what I. Wonder. Which
0: I, <laughs> I. wonder how many people she's fucked on the farm already. Like, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, I wondered too. I was just like, Do
1: you, was she really banging Slim? I mean, Slim was hot too. I have to admit, there were very there were a lot of good looking guys in this in this movie. I felt like. Plus, I think that I enjoy the clothes that they wore yeah. and like the fact that they were branch hands. I don't know, like, you know, the farmer's daughter kind of syndrome or whatever. Like, I don't know. I thought it was. Reading those
0: good. old Harlequin romance novels <laughs> or
1: whatever. Although, I ju- like you know how I am, and all I could imagine was how bad that bunkhouse must have smelled. Oh, for sure. Because you know they weren't bathing. And they're like, you need to get that stinking dog out of here. We can't sleep with that dog that smells. And then they said that the black guy stunk. I'm like, you all stink. Like, there's no way you work in the sun on a farm all day, and you guys are not all disgusting. Absolutely, for sure. So much nut cheese going on in there. I, it was just nasty. And then she, and in the meantime, she's having sex with those guys. Gross. Yep, yep for sure.
0: Um, all right, mm-hmm. let's do, so this is a clip of Lenny at, right at the beginning. This is basically where we meet Lenny and his mouse here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And of course, any like the tropes from this film are obviously petting something too hard. It's that thing, like you said, the Looney Tunes, like, uh-huh. where did he go, George? And I will pet him and stroke him and love him and all that stuff. So,
3: Okay, time. listen, this time, don't forget, we went into Murray and Reddy's and they give us work cards and busts.
2: I remember that now, but George... I ain't
0: got mine. I must have lost
3: you it. You never had none. I got both of them. You think I'd let you carry your own work card? Well, I thought <laughs> I had it in my own pocket. What'd
0: you take I do out think that pocket? George well, needs, this, needs him to be pocket, important, George. too.
2: I know it ain't mm-hmm. you got it in your hand. Now, what you got in your hand? George, that's that, 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 my mouse. Yeah. But I, mouse. Didn't, I didn't kill it, George. Honest, I found it dead.
3: <laughs> Give it here.
2: George, leave me have it.
3: Give it here. What do you want with a dead mouse, anyway? All right, so... I just
1: want to feel it a little
0: bit, you know? Sorry. Oh, then he just chucks it into the woods. I love it. Like out into a field. He's so sad about stuff. Um, so that is, I mean, that's kind of the setup for, for where we're at, right? They're traveling, uh, workers, ranch hands, whatever. Um, Yes. the beginning of the movie shows, uh, so I was interested in that the way that they set up the film where they had that woman in the red dress running across the field and they were running away. Mm -hmm. like we don't know what happened what happened yeah we know what happened but there's also a chance that george is a bad person and did something weird and he's blaming it on lenny and we don't know any of that dynamic yet so yeah something we know something weird or something bad happened at the previous place they were at and they went running across country and now it sort of unfolds on us as we watch the film kind of who the real problem is and and how we're going to handle it and um, the, uh,
1: the woman in the red
0: dress that's running,
1: that's actually Moira Sinise. That's Gary Sinise's wife. Oh, really?
0: Okay. Uh-huh. That's
1: fun. Look at that. I know.
0: I guess. He yeah. You can, can do that when he's producing and directing the, the film.
1: I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, it, if it's kind of like, a almost like a green mile type of situation, like he wouldn't have been scary because of how sensitive he was if he hadn't been so large, you yeah. know, and that's, and, and I was like, why I'm like I, I've seen John Malkovich in 50 other movies, and he's not a big guy. Like, like it was weird because he's only six feet tall. Yeah. And um, Gary Sinise is only five eight. So my guess is, is they just surrounded him by little fellas. Well,
0: <laughs> and I wonder that Casey uh, size. He's man. only five
1: right. eight. Okay. Yeah, he's five eight because he's little too. But he's not an, smaller than Gary Sinise, so they must have had him like stooping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of apple crates in this movie. Um. But like, that's the thing about him. Like you were saying his size made him a more, uh, Mm -hmm. menacing character, right? Like they, they portrayed him as this giant hulking man, but like. Curly was clearly an evil dude. Like he was just an asshole and he was just a bad guy, but he didn't have that like looming effect and he didn't seem like a real big problem. And I think just cause as a viewer, we knew that, uh, Lenny was there to, to fuck him up. Like we just assumed we hoped that that was going to happen. Right. Um, I yes. have to imagine that my first time watching this was like, dude, Lenny, just get him. Like, he's going to, like, this is how it's going to end. Right. Like he's going to go after him, maybe kill him. And I mean, that's what you
1: want. Like, right. you're like, Oh, this is, this is a tragedy. Like, I really hope that, you know, Lenny kills this douchebag and yeah. like would set what's her face free. Yeah.
0: yeah. That would be your <laughs> ideal ending. Right. Like that was, that's your big storybook ending is that uh, uh, Curly's wife ends up with, uh, with George and they go off together to live some ranch life. Yes. With rabbits.
1: rabbits. I want, I want, okay. In my mind, this is how the movie ended by the way. They like totally ended up together. They got the farm. Yeah. And Crooks is there and his back is fixed. It's like, look happy. I got my hand back, you know, like (laughs) in the happy place. Like, yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> but we can't always have it that way so we get movies like this instead let me get another oh uh here's a good one uh this is uh tell Him about the rabbits i, I just i love the fact that he knows every bit of the story but still re- uh prefers to have george tell it for him it's great
3: guys yes like us that work on ranches are the loneliest guys in the world they got no family, and they don't belong no place.
0: Again, this movie is available on they YouTube right now. If you but want to no, watch no, it.
3: No, not, <laughs> us. No, uh, not us. About us. Well, Go we ahead. ain't like that. No. We got a future. We got we got somebody to talk to that gives a damn about us. If them other guys gets in jail, they can rot for all anybody cares.
2: But not us. Because uh-huh. I, it, it, see, I got you to look after me, but then you got me to look after. But uh, tell about how it's going to be. <laughs> With someday,
0: all right. We're gonna have us some rabbits. House. We get it. Okay,
1: <laughs> but that's and is that the, his speech at the end when no. he is about? Okay, because it's like almost identical.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we might
0: as, since we talk about it, we might as well get it. Here we go. Guys like
2: us, they got no family.
0: No music. No no uplifting music. This is a much a more somber. But, but not us.
2: That's it, it But not not us. Tell about us now. Tell not about not us. us because i got you and i got you do that's what that gives a hoot and hell about us George, <laughs> tell tell now how it's gonna be
0: and then we get, we're gonna get a little place we get the dogs okay. barking yeah. in the background we're gonna get
2: a little place, and we gonna we're gonna yeah right, he's yeah. making yeah. making him
0: look off into the distance yeah so yeah Kids, we can tell the gonna dangerous gonna be, dangerous, maybe, dangerous the closing in it's gonna be down the flat we'll have a little field the, the alfalfa,
2: the alfalfa right? for the rabbit
0: yeah. rabbit's and I get the tender wraps. Ugh, that's it. Yeah. Awesome. So basically, what's going to happen is Gary Sinise could have just allowed Curly to go and take care of this issue for him, right? Like,
1: yeah, he would have definitely been hurt. Like, he, if they were going to hang him or torture him or whatever, that would have been awful.
0: Right. Yeah. And just like uh, Candy could have taken care of the problem with his own dog, and he regretted not doing that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is basically taking that cue from candy that like, you got to take care of your own shit, right? Like there's some, exactly things you're gonna have to deal with things are not going to be always, you know, happy sunshine. Um, and sometimes you're going to have to get your hands dirty. And that was him uh, taking care of his problem. Uh, essentially, I mean, he did, he brought that problem onto the farm. He brought that problem mm-hmm. on himself by being the caretaker for plenty. Um, and he just, yeah, he had to deal with it. This was him uh, doing that, I guess.
1: So, yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, um yeah, the uh it, and like as you're watching this like in the it's hard to imagine the fact that this is this is all in a book or in a story that is actually peddled towards children. Like this is I mean it's a it's a short story and it is or a novella, so I guess it's longer than a short story but not quite a novel and They make you read this book in school a lot of the time, but there's like, there's, you know, cussing and blasphemy and racism and sexual abuse and, you know, and then um, just all the other, like just the total disappointing, morbid, depressing storyline. Like, I don't, I don't think I would want my daughter to watch this like in a, in school or, or to read it necessarily. I just feel like there's better stories. Yeah. I
0: I don't know, but this, this does, it boils everything down to its like smallest common denominator of like, this is the saddest (laughs) story in the, like, I don't know. It's just nothing good could come out of this in pretty much any way you you go about it pretty much. uh, Lenny's got to be, Lenny's got to be gone in this movie in order for things to kind of turn out right. Yeah, because I get that caused himself too much damage and caused the world too much damage in his wake sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. There are definitely some softer ways of, end, you know, of, of showing this to a child. But yeah, we were all there. We were all part of it. They all made us read it. And it's become uh, part of like the uh, required reading uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, this is one that you should read if you haven't, sort of thing.
1: Like, and and, and like the sexism, racism, all that stuff doesn't bother me as much as the fact that it's just Dogs. trauma. It's traumatizing. Yeah. It's like, like you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but after watching Rent, like, I felt like I was having a breakdown when I saw Rent in, in the, you know as a, the play. Yeah. I was like, this is horrible. Like anything that makes you feel like you just like to like destroy the world because it's so fucking awful or like. Why have a kid? Why bring a kid into a world that's just so awful? You know, like, and obviously this movie isn't that bad, but
0: eh, I just don't see the point. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, so we're going to meet Curly. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, He's sort of the villain in this movie, if you don't count Lenny as the main villain. (laughs) I mean, right? Uh, But here we go. These
2: are two new guys the old man's been
3: waiting for. Yeah, we just came in. Let the big guy talk.
2: Don't want to talk. just some real you getting into this for
0: real small dick energy this guy's got yet. going on right?
2: <laughs> so it's so it's that way yeah it's that way and you won't let the big guy talk is that it we're good to come in yeah well next time you answer when you've spoken to
0: i mean i guess he is he's four inches taller than him that's quite a stretch for yeah you know someone looking for a fight um, I did like the fact that they were like, this guy's supposed to be like this middleweight prize fighter guy. Um, and they, they kept him with that the glove on his hand to keep it soft. They Oh, for his women? Yeah, he said his glove has Vaseline in it and he keeps it on to keep his hand soft for his wife, uh, which was nice. So we, um, oh wait, hold on, I'm sure some rabbits were, really clear. yeah, for sure. <laughs> we got to get rid of some rabbits. Some of those rabbits were clearly going to be assholes. So, you know, <laughs> um, best if we never got to meet them.
1: I love it when, like, probably my one of my favorite lines, and I don't know if you have it in there, but when um, they're talking about the farm and how he's going to have cats, and he tells Lenny, you're going to have to make sure the cats don't kill the rabbits, and he's like, I'll break their goddamn necks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like- <laughs> I
0: think it's at the end of this clip, and I don't know if that's... Ten acres. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think head. it is.
2: Got a little
3: shack on it, uh, chicken runs.
2: Got rabbits to it?
3: Well, I could easily build a few hutches and you could feed them alfalfa.
2: you damn right. you goddamn right. <laughs> He's so do excited. It, do, do it tell what the, the house? Well, we we have a little house. And I feel like people are like, you
0: room played room this clip ourselves. already. But I'm like, no, this is the first time they tell this story. Got a little
3: fat iron stove
2: and in the winter. And the whole
1: time and during this, and candy's, candy candy's listening. Candy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I am on tendum, But I, How do I tend them? Well, you <laughs> go out to the alfalfa field. You have what? a sack.
3: And Then you fill up that sack and you bring it in and you put it in the rabbit cage.
0: But he's so happy.
3: So flying around the windmill like There's... they done when, when And I, was I did like the fact that the pigeon left when
0: uh, after he killed the Nobody
3: girl too. Us. We don't like a guy. We just say get the hell out. If a friend come along while well, we'd have an extra bunk. I don't know, we'd maybe this say, isn't the cat's part. Night and buy I don't gold. think it
0: is either. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's. Yeah, I can't remember when that is, but yeah, he's like, I'll kill those fucking cats. They touch my yeah. rabbits; they're done. Yeah. He's hot, break their their goddamn cat necks. <laughs> which leads us to know that he's clearly clearly a loaded weapon waiting to go off. Like he's not right. He's a very dangerous person to be around if you decide to wrong him in any way. And,
1: or not only that, but if you just if you have something soft that he wants to touch, he's basically really, just gonna smush your ass. Yeah, like hair or tits or whatever. Oh. Else. <laughs> well and i thought it was funny when he was pardon me when he was in crooks's room and he just reaches out and like this is so offensive because he just reaches out and touches crooks's hair yeah you know like like i'm sorry you don't you just don't do that you know but he he doesn't know and he's like oh but then he like wipes his hand off like yeah right that's not what i wanted to feel (laughs)
0: like i wonder if he would feel the same weirded out feeling if someone did the same shit to him like if someone just walked up and was like patting him on the head or if he'd be like Yeah, that's what I do. Like, that's what I do to say hello. I don't know. Uh, We didn't get a clip yet of Curly's wife. So let's go ahead and talk to her specifically.
1: Sherilyn Fenn. Beautiful. Very beautiful. Beautiful.
0: For sure.
3: I'm looking for Curly. He was here a minute ago, but he went. Sometimes Curly's in here. He ain't now. (laughs) He ain't. guess better look someplace else. If I see him, I'll tell him he's looking for him.
0: Nobody can't blame a person for looking. Oh, shit. Well, whatever. That's good enough. Um, so, uh, fuck, what was I going to say about her? We were talking about how pretty she was and how she was super thirsty. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was trying to get some ranch hand dick the whole movie. Um, and it makes me wonder if she ever did. Like, I, I do wonder if she ever like had those aspirations of getting out of town with one of the other guys who just happened to skip town without her and leave her behind or something. She has yeah. the, the, the air of like someone who's been left behind before, which is, um, yeah. Bad. And the way
1: that she sits and talks and stuff, I mean, she, she definitely, Curly hasn't been her only uh, yeah. a she's got D, a formula. D in the V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, has
0: a, she has a formula that she uh, goes through. This is where I sit and I flick my hair around and I talk to him about, you know, my life and where it's been and, and close the deal on it. But,
1: and I, w- when she said is constantly saying that it's cooler in the barn i'm sorry i've never been in a barn that was fucking cooler than outside that's all i gotta say ever it's always hotter in the fucking barn
0: (laughs) um all right do you have uh let's see what do we have for more fun facts is there anything else that you're bouncing around with um not so much let's see here
1: oh yeah um probably like the funnest fact i thought was steinbeck he had his first draft completed and then his dog max ate it Oh no, So he had to rewrite the whole thing. Like oh. after it was done, I'm, and his like manager, his producer, whatever, um, pu- like publisher, they were super pissed. And then when he sent them the book, they were super pissed about how morbid it was and how, you know,
0: miserable it I made them feel. The difference would have been like, I wondered mm. what the first draft of this story would have ended with. Um, oh, I did want to mention because this is on YouTube, right? are comments that people can add to a youtube channel right mm-hmm. um and so this one was just really interesting and i really enjoyed this comment it's by someone named lucky baldwin uh that got left three months ago on the youtube channel for this movie and it said best laid plans of mice and men go awry a quote from a poem to a mouse by robert burns yeah i've heard that too yeah burns wrote the poem after destroying a mouse's carefully constructed nest while plowing his field Uh, He intended it to be an apology to the mouse. Only Steinbeck could take the emotional sadness Burns felt for ruining a mouse's house and weave it into a powerful story, illustrating the disappointments both man and animals suffer in this life through no fault of their own. So, and that is the tragic part of this Mm -hmm. story is that Lenny is a problem, but it is not his fault. Like that's where you, you have this balance between like, Yes, he's a burden on society. He's a problem to the people around him, if not handled correctly, but it's also not uh, under no fault of his own. So how do you handle that sort of stuff as a society? And clearly back then we were not set up for that. Like, and now we're, yeah. we're not there yet, but we're getting you know closer to being you know, to being able to handle stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's alternatives to just, well, there used to be better alternatives until they, you know, deinstitutionalized, you know, um, the mental hospitals, which they did because they were being, people were being abused, but at the same time they just sent them out onto the streets and then now they're homeless and they're living lives of crime, a lot of them. So then they're like, Oh, okay. Now let's just let the police and the jail handle this. And now, don't, I, don't get me wrong. I am on the fence about police officers. Like there are some times when I'm just like, fuck it, we just need to get rid of all of them because they suck so bad. And then other times I'm like, okay, we expect them to do the impossible basically sure. at this point. So, I mean, and
0: that's, that's what we did. So yeah. great system, America. Now there's clearly work to be done, you know, but, but it's also not like take him out in the backyard and shoot him in the back of the head sort of stuff. <laughs> No. Uh, or at least not in the, light of the day anyway that may that may still happen but not well
1: and that you would do that with an animal you know like that's and so like it was almost like they were comparing him to you know an animal and
0: i don't know uh here yeah is, this is the sexy george and curly's wife in the barn scene here uh when i kind of thought that she was gonna i wasn't sure how the movie went you know what i mean it'd been so long since i saw it that i wasn't sure if maybe george kind of got handsy with her too um i actually remembered in my head i thought that lenny shot george like
1: i that's and when i read the story like in my mind i thought oh yeah lenny kills george at the end like i don't know why i thought that but see now that would have been even more fucking depressing because then george would have been dead and lenny would have been by himself in like oh they should have done that
0: but then also (laughs) george is not going to be cool after this either right like he's got to live with what he's done for the rest of his life and and whether or not he's going to be able to like Get over that and settle down and have an actual life after this, we're not really sure about. That's the sequel I needed. I needed to know <laughs> what happens. I need of mice and men too. The continuing story of George. Uh but here's George and Curly's wife.
2: Are you from far away? Pretty far. How far is far away?
3: What's the town you came from? You wouldn't know it if I told you. you got a
2: sweetheart back there? No. Did you ever
1: have a sweetheart
0: no i took out so many pauses from all these clips by the way a lot of dramatic pausing
1: just constant frame shifting from one person to the next over and over and
0: over over again that's gary sinise buddy that's that's how he does it your
2: George, ain't george what the hell are you doing out here Uh
0: nothing just trying
2: to
3: keep cool in
0: the barn there it is keeping cool in the barn all right he wa- I want that guy to be
1: like, regulators, mount up. Because he, <laughs> he's from Young Guns, you know? Yep. I really liked his character in that movie.
0: He reminds me, not that this matters to anyone or makes any sense, but he reminds me of Shane from The Walking Dead. Like, the early episodes of The Walking Dead. And how yes. angry that guy made me. I was yes. like, fuck, this guy's just a little t- asshole and he needs to leave mm-hmm. this whole thing. But-
1: oh, it's funny that you say that because I hated the wife. I hated her so much. I was hoping she would die in childbirth and then she didn't. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, I just want her to get eaten. Yep. so bad like finally when she did die i was like oh okay i can watch this. oh sorry spoiler alert but i was like i can watch this fucking show
0: now yeah if nobody I hated it, her that up until this point I mean, they're not gonna so <laughs> no big deal on that all right um i guess the all of these clips are essentially the same scene done over and over again this is this is the boys make plans with uh uh with candy to get a house and this is where candy is like super stoked about it
3: me and Lenny work a month and we don't spend nothing. We'll have a hundred bucks. And you got 350? Yeah,
2: and you could have every cent of it.
3: That'd be 450. Jesus Christ, I bet we could get it for that. And then you and Lenny could go get her started and I'd get a job and make up the rest. I'm
2: gonna take that goddamn pop. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. you know what I'm gonna do?
3: I'm gonna write those two old people that will take it and Candy will send a hundred dollars to hold it. I sure will.
0: All right, yeah
1: um that's the other thing too is candy got 250 dollars for losing his hand yep <clears throat> this is during the depression like there are people i mean if i knew that the farm was going to give me 250 bucks and my family was starving i'd just chop that shit off that's a lot of money back then right. you know Like five months worth of work
0: you wouldn't have to necessarily chop it off you could just make lenny really mad and he could crush your hand uh right. while you're while you're trying to fight back
1: that i don't believe be it would bleed i don't no. yes i don't believe like blood would come out like i'm thinking in my mind like is there like compression fractures that are like poking out like i'm not sure where the blood's coming
0: from well i'm sure he could have just ruptured the yeah i mean i'm sure there's like skin in your fingers that would have just been like done you know if he's sque- that's yeah. again leading us to believe that he's got some sort of like superhuman strength that he can like mm-hmm. uh, you know really do some super damage so i would i I appreciated that scene in the fact that it lets us know that there's like a real problem here and that he's going to be doing some, uh, sort of a real mess. Uh, so in it, it, uh, increased in that, uh, in the stakes too, right? First it was the mouse that was dead. Then it was like, we're re- we're worried about the rabbits, but we don't have any yet. Then the puppy comes and we're like, that puppy is fucked. Like this puppy's going to die and then puppy dies. And then immediately thereafter the lady dies, And so it's just progressing bigger and bigger and bigger or kind of mm-hmm. somewhere in between was curly's hand, you know? And uh, yeah, so it's definitely this progressing, like bad stuff happening. Um, I mean, they just, should have just
1: given him like a taxidermied like something. And then he <laughs> could just like have, he could pet it as hard as he wanted and he could feel it all the time. Like yeah. I really, if you're, I feel like there could have been like ways to solve the problems sure. in this. <laughs>
0: All right, um, let's go to, you know what? Actually, I think at this point, it's probably a good time to take our breath. Yeah, it sounds good. So we will, uh, you know, we're gonna play an ad. We'll be right back, uh, you know, do what this ad says and we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast.
1: Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks.
0: And we're back. All right. Thank you guys so much for supporting uh, Stu McAllister and his podcast. That was, of course, the ad you just heard for the LMNO podcast. That's LMNO podcast. Uh, go check it out. It's great. Uh, he needs more listeners. He's only has uh, he only has six. So we need more than six listeners. Uh, that would be perfect. So, join um, the mafia. Yeah, six listener mafia. That's right, Mandy. Are you ready to jump back into this? Yes. How about it? All right. We do. Uh, this is a point in the show where I want to take time to mention the Facebook question of the day. Uh, today on Facebook, we asked. What is your favorite movie based on a book? I was struggling to come up with questions based on this movie that weren't just terribly sad. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, "Hey, have you ever had to put down your own dog?" And I was like, "Oh, that's awful. (laughs) That's the worst question you could ask anybody." So
1: I mean, uh, and that's like a real thing. Like we have to think about because our dog is really old. And you know, people like back in the day, you just you took your dog out, you you, and then you buried it. And now I'm thinking in my head, like if I
0: shot my dog because he was sick, I'd probably go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't recall, I mean, I know we've, I've had pets in the past and like my parents just always took care of it, right? Like the first dog I ever remember having and then not having again, uh, was a dog. We went to school one day and we knew the dog was in bad shape. She had like a very weird skin condition and she was super old, just hard to get around. And one day we went to school and we came home and the dog was just gone. And like, we didn't get a chance to like, say goodbye yeah that's rough moment or whatever and i really always felt bad about that right um but that was the only one that was kind of close to that happening we had a few pets here and there throughout my life but i've never owned the pet myself and Mm -hmm. had to like have it put down before um in fact our previous dog that we had before the one we have currently right now um we got to a point in our lives where we just weren't good at being dog parents anymore like we would leave i mean you had a real home. kid yeah. <laughs> you know and you had kid. you had actual stuff to do yeah we had full-time jobs and we would just leave the dog all day alone by itself and it was just very depressing to come home to this dog that was depressed and it would be sad about stuff like it would it would pee on the floor and it would immediately cower when we'd come in knowing that it did something wrong but like we know it can't help it it's been here yeah. for eight hours like what's it gonna do right so eventually we got to the point where we had to make that decision to be like, we need to give this dog to somebody else who can take better care of the dog. Right. And we got it lined up with an, a tremendous person, took care of the dog. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but yeah, we, I think,
1: but, well, I mean, either that, or I just knew <laughs> yeah, we,
0: gave it, we gave it to a guy we gave, his name was Melvin was our dog. Uh, we gave our dog to a guy who like rode motorcycles, but like in a real hipstery kind of way, like he had a little basket on the front of his, like weird motorcycle and he put our dog in the front and gave him little goggles and a helmet and like there's no way we would have ever provided that kind of a lifestyle for this dog (laughs) in our current position and i was like hell yeah dude melvin you get out there and you live your best life right like so it was a really fun and exciting thing to see him like go off and have a good time on yeah you know and it was i mean we have learned since that that the dog has passed away but we know for a while there he was doing like fun stuff he had Aww. new people to meet and he was this guy worked from home so he spent all day long with this guy and he just were like they were best buds right um but like thinking forward now i have a dog now and i just mm-hmm. know that someday it's going to happen and it's a bummer like it's a real bad deal because it's not just my dog it's like it's the kid's dog now too and like that yep. you know, a real problem uh down the road. He's but,
1: super young though. You have a lot of time with him. Yeah, like lexia will probably be off in college by the time you have to worry about that. Sure, so, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we'll do it. Yeah, maybe she'll take uh she'll take Maggie with her and then she'll uh she'll have to deal with it herself. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't have to mess with it. But all right. It, all right. Uh let's move along. Uh
1: the Facebook question you said um what's your favorite movie that's based on a book? Yeah. Uh, mine 100%, like absolutely would be the Harry Potter series. Like, okay. I think they did a really good job. Like every single one were amazing. So,
0: and we did have a response as well. Uh, JD Templar from the Twitch chat actually said Lord of the Rings, uh, was his favorite, uh, book or movie based on a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Scott mention Shawshank, which is mine. That, that's gotta mm-hmm. be mine. It's gotta be up there. It's clearly it's one of my favorite movies. So the chance that it was also based on a, a short story is, is. know fit into this category pretty well um but also he did mention too that um stand by me was also within that short story set yeah that's another movie that we've done and another movie that i think is a tremendous film super
1: good yeah and and at the the risk of sounding like a huge super nerd i love all the twilight movies except for the first one yeah so because the director
0: super nerd Uh (laughs) (laughs) We also had a response from uh, the greatest of all time, Mr. Stu McAllister. We just mentioned him. Uh, he said the girl with the dragon tattoo was good. Oh, so, yes, that and, was good. And I read those books too. I was going to say, I know people, I've, I've heard of people saying that the books were great. I just wasn't sure about the reception to the movies. So, but yeah, it sounds like those were also good. We didn't get a lot of play on this one. It is like the middle of the afternoon and like yeah. on a, a Monday. So I get it. Um, but yeah, so make sure that you guys, if you're listening to this after the fact, Follow us on Facebook so you get these notifications so you can participate because they might be at random weird parts of the day. So that would be the best way to get a hold of that. And let's move on. Speaking of Stu McAllister, let's go ahead and move on to our first uh, game of the second half portion here. Uh, Theme song song provided to us live on the air by Mr. Stu McAllister, and it goes like this.
1: Box office theme
0: song! (laughs) That's it. Short and sweet box office theme song. Mandy, take it away.
1: All right. So it is impossible to find the actual estimated budget for this movie. It's just not available. Like I wanted to send Mr. Sunny some email and be like, dude, how much does this movie cost? But, um, yeah, so we don't, we don't have that first unless like, I, I, it'd be fun to just kind of guess.
0: Yeah. Right. Based on what (sighs) we know about this style of movie in this time period, um, I don't know. I mean, there wasn't a huge amount of, I don't, was, was John Malkovich like a huge star at the time? Or was this kind of his like break into being a leading, like huge star? I should check on oh, that for a second. Yeah. What I was, was gonna something? say, I
1: don't know when Fargo came out. He's in Fargo, isn't he? Uh, I think
0: maybe. No, no, maybe. No. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, let's see. Oh, he was in here. Oh, well, wha- Oh yeah, but that no, was later uh, I think. Just after, Yep. So he was in the While you're looking
1: market. while you're looking that up, I also looked up the meaning like to find out if I could find out where small-minded came from. Okay. And it and the it's not from this movie because it means like like bigoted or people that, you know, don't are a narrow
0: uh, narrow-minded. Narrow-minded. Movie.
1: Yeah, small-minded. So it's not that you're stupid, it's that you're an asshole basically. I wonder
0: <laughs> if that might be why they used that name for him in this. Um, but okay. So it does look like he was in some movies prior to this, but nothing like huge at the time. Uh, He was in a movie in 1985 called death of a salesman, which is obviously the movie version of the play or whatever that was. Uh, Places in the heart. None of these were like starring roles. Uh, He was in the killing fields and some other stuff, but none of his big like box office movies hit until after He shortly thereafter was in the line of fire. Um, Do you
1: have a favorite, a favorite John Malkovich movie? Um,
0: he was in Con Air, which I thought was great. He did a good job uh-huh. in that. Um, let me think. Which I
1: love one? him in Rounders. Do you remember the movie Rounders with Matt Damon and Edward Norton, and I, they play cards? And while yeah. well, John Malkovich plays the Russian. He's like, "I'll splash the pot if I fucking
0: want to yes, splash yes. the pot." And that's why he's <laughs> always he always is in these movies. It's so weird when he's like. <laughs> Just these random characters that come up, but he's very, very good at what he does. I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty. When
1: he's in the re in the movies, the red movies, mm-hmm. when he plays like this, like super paranoid guy, like that's worried about like everybody watching him. Cause he's an ex spy or whatever. He does a really good job with that too.
0: Oh, he was in, he was in bird box that 2018 movie with Sandra Bullock and the, yeah, he was the, like the, yeah, he was the guy they held up in his house. I think for a minute, uh, I was like, I don't remember him being in that, but he absolutely was, um, with the acting powerhouse that is machine gun Kelly also in that movie too. Oh my God. I had no idea he was in that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Go check it out. Um, okay. okay. Uh, All right. so the budget that I, th- we imagine this movie could possibly have had, I don't think John Malkovich was pulling down too much, uh money at the time. So I would suspect this movie was probably less than 10 million to make probably right around that mark, 10 million, maybe. I, I would say
1: that too. Uh, I'm
0: guessing, but it's also
1: it's directed, produced, and started by Gary Sinise. Maybe he didn't pay himself yeah, very oh, much. Pretty
0: cheap, I would imagine. Yeah,
1: but like the clothes, you know, there were a lot of
0: people, like a lot of extras, a lot yeah. of you a lot know, of vintage farm equipment they had to rent and deal with all that. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, so now we're gonna jump
1: now um how okay so how much do you think that this movie made it by and just so you know it was only released in the united states and it was only released to 400 theaters
0: Ooh, so 100 theaters um, yeah i mean based on that budget i don't recall this movie being a flop or anything i don't remember hearing anything about it being a, a bummer um yeah generally gary sinise is touted as being a fairly star worthy and and decent actor in any of the movies he's in so uh, I, yeah he is yummo i think it would make some money so i'm gonna say this movie made i don't know probably less than double somewhere in the 20 uh, just give it 20 i'll say 20 million
1: yeah it was only 5.4 million that this movie made
0: 5.4 million that it made yeah holy fuck i wonder what it costs to make now <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing it didn't make its money back. I don't think it could have. But so this must have just been one of those like uh, pet projects, right? Like that. Uh, yeah. Know, the guy who made um, Almost Famous, like poured a yeah. load of money into it and never made it back. But he was like super proud of it anyway. Yeah, so, for sure. So I guess this is just Gary Sinise paying to be like, I'm a director too. Like you can. Look, lo- Yeah, right. I'll just pour it. I tended pet. the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, that reminds me. When did this come out in comparison to, so this was just prior to Forrest Gump. Uh, Makes for, sense. Uh, Forrest Gump was in 94. Okay. So, And this was 92. Yeah. Look at that.
1: Yeah. And Gary Sinise is, he just has the ability, like uh, I can't, I'm trying to think of the Mel Gibson movie that he was in where he, he kidnaps his son. Um, Ransom? Uh, Ransom. Yeah. He was good. Like he plays a good bad guy. Obviously he plays a really good, disgusting Lieutenant Dan for a while. Like, <laughs> you know and then and so i think he's he's a pretty good actor I, well, like him. I like
0: him i like him a lot yeah there's not many Sinister apollo
1: movies. 13 we've done that one
0: and he's great in that as well yeah all right uh let's move along then so that's that game i was an embarrassing failure on my part there which is <laughs> exciting oh uh we also had uh jd mentioned that this is a psa for not petting animals too hard by the way that's just basically that's a, a decent 10 words or less synopsis of this movie right there yeah Um,
1: i mean yeah you always hear kids like kids you know they drop them or they sit on them
0: or you know, depending oh i don't know if i've told this story on the podcast (laughs) either but my brother we had a litter of kittens one of our we lived on a farm a long time ago it wasn't a functional farm it was a farmhouse um surrounded by farm fields but they were not ours like we didn't we basically got the house we lived in the house that someone like a farmer just was like I just want the land. I don't need the house. And then they just sold it to my parents, I guess. Um, so it was surrounded by cornfields and shit. So we had a bunch of cats around the property that were all farm cats. And for whatever reason, one of them happened to just come into the house and it became like our family cat. And it had a litter of kittens. And my brother was on a bed playing with them, like wrapped up in blankets and stuff. And he didn't, I think he lost track of one of them, like crawling under a blanket and it got sloughed off onto the floor in the blanket. And then my brother, ju- like, rolled off the bed onto the floor and landed on the cat under the blanket and then when it but it came out like it got unwrapped from the blanket it had it was looked to be fine to me as a child but it had a tiny little drip of blood just in its nose right and my dad yeah it's time to get rid of this one and then he took it outside and did whatever dads did with tiny cats outside to get rid of them uh, i mean and,
2: and then
1: that would like in this movie too when he's like oh she had eight but i drowned four of them um, yeah right away. she can't feed them all survival i was just a... like yeah, oh good. my god this is so awful survival like the
0: small ones man survival of the well small
1: your poor ones. brother i'm sure he was devastated oh, that's sure. awful yeah,
0: yeah he was not a fan of that i'm sure um all right let's move on to something more fun which is more games um, <laughs> yeah. and let's see if we can do this one right here let's play guess the age it is time for guess the age that's where we give you the name of a person in the movie and ask you how old they are and of course by you i mean me because there is no guest right <laughs> <laughs> all right matt
1: even though i don't even have to say your name right? um how how old do you think john malkovich was in
0: 1992. yikes um god he seems older than he is i got a feeling I, I well feel and it's hard very... too because he's playing like this childish yep, naive yeah, person giant baby of a person <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say he was 37 in this movie. He was 39. Okay. All right. Not too far off. And then uh, how old do you think Gary Sinise was? Hmm. I would say he seems, God, I don't know. I I was very confidently going to say he seems a little bit younger, but now I don't think so. I don't know. I'll say 40. Okay. He was 37. Okay. So he, was... so he would have been around 40 in like Forrest Gump, you okay. know? All right.
1: I'll take it. Um, how old do you think Casey, some who played
0: Curly was? Oh God. I don't know. Uh, 12.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. He looks like he's
0: 12. Yeah. It's somewhere between 20 and 35 and I don't know where to land on him. Uh, let's say 20. No, let's say 30. He was 30.
1: He was 31.
0: That was a pretty good (laughs) guy.
1: Um, how old do you think Sherilyn Fenn who played Curly's wife was?
0: Timeless. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Let's say I don't know she seemed like she was like 25. Let's say 25.
1: okay she was 27. Yeah, she was really super popular on uh Twin Peaks, which I never watched.
0: But I tried to watch Twin Peaks and it is god awful. Sorry to <laughs> anyone out there, but I could not make it through it, man. It is rough.
1: Did you try to watch it as an adult or as a yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's it's kind of like watching 90210 as an adult now. I don't think I could do it. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Or, yeah, I don't know. I must have
0: been a product of the times cuz I am past it at this point so um
1: yeah but you'll still watch yourself some gilmore girls and that's yeah i will we <laughs> have to admit the way that they talk that's not normal typical teenage stuff you know that's they talk I like
0: want, i want people to talk like that though that's i need to surround myself with those you,
1: you have a really good vocabulary and i i, I would really relate that to the <laughs> fact that you've watched a lot of gilmore girls so you're like oh <laughs> i'm
0: gonna write that one down i learned the facts of life from watching <vocabulary>. All right. Uh, were we done? Is that it? That's all we needed for ages?
1: Yeah, that's I mean, it. I mean, there were other people,
0: but nobody really cared. Just um he yeah, how old do you think he was? I, don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I know what age he was, if you want to guess. Uh 70. He was 71. Yeah, that hey, was a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he died in um he died in two thousand and one. I don't I'm not sure it's of natural causes because he was in his eighties, but
0: yeah. all right. Well, off we go, moving along to the next game. And it goes like this. One's a game for you, Mandy. It goes like this. Ooh, that sound. Oof, coming in hot. Always. Did
1: you hear
0: that sound? Uh. Ooh, that
1: sound. <laughs> when Jared did that last week. <laughs> the
2: sound
1: that just played you. <laughs> that was oh, that was such a fun episode. If you guys get a chance
0: to go back and listen. Yeah, he's really getting into it. All right, I do have three sounds this week. They're okay. all weird. Uh, so let's see what we can uh, come up with. All right, your first sound, Mandy, is going to go. Let me get it real quick. I'm going to cue it up and give it a little volume before we do. All right, your sound's going to go like this.
1: I mean, that has to be Lenny. Yeah. Is he doing it to the puppy?
0: Nope. No, it's not him playing with the puppy. That he does make some weird babbly noises to the puppy. But do you remember what's happening?
1: Um, the water. He's he was drinking the water. Is it after he drank the water and got it? No. I. How do I not remember this? I watched this freaking movie twice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's essentially that. It's uh, he, it's when he stuffs his entire face down into the creek. Yeah. And, no, okay. Yeah, and then he comes back up, and he's just for no reason just does this. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes uh. George laugh, but I mean, it's maybe- like
1: when like a puppy, like if you have a puppy and like there's a big bucket of water mm-hmm. and they like stick their whole face in there to drink out of it
0: and shake it off after they're done. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's see, what can we do next? All right. This one's going to be probably easier. So I'm going to save the hardest one for last. So here we go.
1: I knew you were going to use that one.
0: Uh-huh. All right, it's
1: well- the, um, the machine that's like doing the stuff with the hay.
0: It's not. It is not that machine. Oh, can you play it again? Sorry. Listen again. No problem. I can see where you would come up with that, but it is not that.
1: I heard like almost like horses in the
0: background. Okay. Yeah, you're trying. It was
1: it was repetitive, so it was like like a wheel or something like. Is it the train? You- is it the train going? Oh, hey, okay, please
0: tell me. yeah sure. I was gonna say I will tell you this one just in, uh, just so we know everyone who's listening in. Um, that is when Curly is punching the speed bag outside. Uh, he's like practicing. Oh yeah. And the guy tells him to like shut. And his, his dad's pissed off. off.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's like stop with all that racket or whatever. So that was this. So, yeah. Gotcha.
0: Nice speed all bag right. work. Way to go, Curly. Um, and then finally. Finding- have you ever
1: tried to use a speed bag?
0: No, I have not. No.
1: Okay. It is not, it's not easy. Like it takes practice. fo show. Like yeah. I've tried it many times, like trying to be like Rocky, you
0: know, I'm like. People doing like drum beats and shit on them too. They're like, and I'm like, how are you doing this? Like, how does your brain work that you can make it happen? I get it. But yeah, that was curly on the speed bags. And we've got one final sound left and it goes like this
1: Oh my God. Play it again. Okay. Play it
0: again. Yeah, for sure. Is it doing for you what it's doing for me and your headphones where it goes from like one ear to the other?
1: Uh, kind of. And it's like, it's like, like, yeah. like, like wings almost, but I heard it like him sucking in first and like, so I hear like breathing, like there's obviously like some activity going on. Um, uh, it's got there's got to be running are they running are they running for the train
0: no running you were actually uh, he, pretty close to your can you play
1: it yep. yeah play it one more time oh my gosh i have no i have no idea i right. suck at this
0: all right normal. so normally for this game the way it works is we give these sounds to our guest but we have no guests so today they went to mandy uh normally they would have gone to the guest first to make a guest then to mandy and then to the audience but today I don't know why I'm just feeling particularly generous, because I always forget to tell people what the actual answer was after the fact. Um, But this was you said it sounds like wings flapping and it absolutely is wings flapping. This is after he kills Curly's wife in the barn and that that pigeon takes off in the barn and flies up through the top window or whatever up there. So it's just—it's a unique sound that I got from the movie. I was yeah, like, that
1: is obscure AF. Like, uh-huh. there's no way I would have gotten that. I don't I think. Do reference but...
0: the fact that there were, you know, the the pigeon that he had when he was a kid up by the window yeah. that would take off, and I was like, oh, that's fun. Um, but otherwise, this was tough to do. That wasn't just like machinery or music happening in the background. So I was I was pretty hard uh, pressed to find something better than than these. So, but anyhow, I hope some people had fun trying to guess what that was. Um, Oh, there you go. sounds like birds. Yep. Somebody from the, the I got it. Uh, all right, let's get back into that. So that's the last of the sounds What's that sound? So nice job to the chat and to, uh, Mandy for getting a few of those. And, uh, let's see, what are we left with? Are we left with anything? Is that it? We've done the games. We do not, unfortunately today, we do not have a round of backwards forwards, uh, but we will next week. I promise it'll happen. So. Uh, nice. meantime, though. i guess this is pretty much the end mandy i mean did...
1: can you imagine if you would have done backwards forwards with lenny yeah, i mean oh you already God. he already That's doesn't stuff. pronounce yeah. stuff right
0: <laughs> there was a brief time when i wanted to take one of george's long explanations of where they're going to live and yeah. flip it around with that but i'm like fuck it we've already played this three times and i had already gotten that deep into the movie before i realized that there weren't going to be any like real monologues to use and then i was like i'm not going to go back and look for it because the the way that uh youtube works there is no like quick step fast back and forward you know like there's no like 10 seconds reversed buttons on the desktop version uh-huh i was like god this is gonna be so fucking hard to figure that out uh where this was but uh okay no biggie oh good job with this one mice and men is a hard one yeah man we, we tried our best we tried to make it at least as light as we could and and tried to uh yes. have some fun along <laughs> the way
1: It's a hard watch. I'm not like the first half is good. And the second half, I was just like, no, this is like super
0: fucking depressing. Pull an old yeller and just stop the movie halfway through. (laughs) I mean, yeah.
1: Like right before they kill Candy's dog, I was good. And like when he whimpers, when, you know, when they want to take him out and I just like, I'm like, this is awful. And the guy is so hardcore. Like, let's just go shoot the dog. What kind
0: of a psycho, you know? Yeah. And it's were the same guys that were jumping straight to their guns after uh his wife died too they're like i'll go into the barn and get my gun and like and, yeah and like uh has got a, a shotgun go grab his too and we're just you know and the
1: thing but, about that dog that dog had a lot of life left in him i mean yeah. he wasn't uh,
0: just like uh just like candy you know he had a lot of life yeah him. exactly and also this makes me want to know what happens to candy like yep. what happens to Gary Sinise? Does he go back and grab Candy and be like, we got it. They agreed to the payment and we'll just, you know, go from here or whatever. But I don't that's, know. In my mind, that's how it ended. Yeah. Candy and, and Gary Sinise ended up, you know. And
1: Crooks. Crooks goes yeah, too. Yeah, sure. He deserves and it,
0: it. it. And it fixed his back. All right. Remember that. <laughs> um, all right. So it, so is there anything that we did not talk about about the movie that you thought that we should or that we that we might want to? Um. We got, well, I do you...
1: Do you think that this is a, is like a book that should be, um, that should be promoted in school or be like on the reading list?
0: I do think this is an easy way to broach some of these subjects. I know that these can probably be tough to explain to people in like a real life setting and this gets them enough of a disconnect from it to realize that there are bad things that happen to people, even if they are not intending to make that uh, under no fault of their own, like bad things can still happen. And i think it's a lesson that needs to be learned and i don't know if this is the appropriate way to teach it but at least it gives people that perspective of like just because something is different and something is bad doesn't necessarily mean that it's like their own fault yeah i get yeah it all leads down to like you know it's not your fault. the the only and the only like argument i have with that maybe not
1: even an argument just like an, an opinion is that we live in an information age. Like we live in an age where like so much is common knowledge. Like we understand about people and the differences and disabilities and all of that. And we understand the poverty that was happening at the time. And we, I just don't feel like, like those lessons have to be taught in a book anymore. And I'm sure literary people out there would be like, yeah, like you're so full of shit. And and there was a time I think when this probably needed to be read. Same with like, you know, like, um, Huckleberry Finn and all that stuff. Like these were when social issues like weren't widespread when, you know, you get some hillbilly town that doesn't allow dancing. And then, you know, (laughs) they need to be,
0: everybody was closed off for that information. There weren't, there wasn't easy access to realize that there are people that are different than you in the world, whether they're different, uh, you know, cognitively different or physically different or whatever. Um, so yeah, I guess there's, this is a reason that that would broach that subject, but man uh yeah this is not a uh, not a good one for the uh national rabbit society or, or <laughs> you know anything like that i wouldn't go touting this around but all right so anyway. that brings us pretty much to the end of what's going on here i guess if we covered everything we wanted to now it's time for plugs normally this is where we would give our guests the opportunity to plug something but in lieu of that mandy do you have anything you want to point people toward in the real world
1: um, yeah, I am going to be on, um, the notes, the goats, uh, podcast that's Brandon Alberta. He's a friend of the show. He is the one that did our guest the age theme song. So, um, I, I'll be doing that in
0: October. So I just wanted to give a little, and I give a little plug to that. And Ooh. I have done a couple of episodes of that too. So check out their previous catalog. You can find both of us in there eventually. So that'll be cool. And, uh, so nothing else going on. You want to Um, well,
1: since Scott Overholt is in the, in the room, he, him and Emily Mo host a, um, an awesome show in Portage, um, at, at Lodo's called, it's called Lowdown Comedy. Um, I believe it's the third Saturday of every month or the last Saturday of every month. That is in Portage,
0: Michigan. Correct.
1: I think it's the last Saturday. Yeah. And it's always awesome. They always have a super good lineup and it's a great venue. So
0: Yeah. All right. Um, and then for me, as far as plugs go for myself, I will be on Carl Johnson's podcast coming up very soon. And I did not look up what the name of the podcast was, uh, during our break. So, uh, you'll, you'll follow me on Facebook. My name's Matt Harper. You can find me there and I'll post all of the links to all that stuff when it comes out. So that'll be happening very soon. Um, if you are listening in and have a podcast and would like one of us to be the guest on it or both of us, we'll do a team effort, whatever. Just let us know, man. Uh, reach out and see what happens. Um, and then uh, we will go from there. But if you want to reach us directly, you can email the podcast at another episode podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on social media. One of the ones that we want to point you toward directly is going to be our Instagram account for the podcast. And that's where you can see the, uh, well, right down here, if you're watching on Twitch, you can see the Augmented movie poster where I have removed the faces of Gary Sinise and John Malkovich and replaced them with our faces. We do that for every episode each week. So the Instagram uh, account is a good place to go see those happen in, uh, you know, the week that they're being released. Um, Otherwise, uh, I guess. I mean, this is it. Every time
1: I I, every time I hear a ding, I imagine like someone's paying you money to take your clothes off
0: because (laughs) apparently,
1: like, that's what it seems like.
0: (laughs) No, that is absolutely not happening. Um, it's actually paying me to put more clothes on. <laughs> Exciting. If you want me to dim the lights even more, <laughs> like, turn your, mic, turn your mic off. Let's get rid of this altogether. Uh, so normally I don't have a way to really end this nonsense, uh, until we get to, uh, the, yeah, we, I don't have a way to end this. So I just play a clip at the end to stop myself from rambling, which is what I'm doing right now. Uh, and today the clip is going to sound like this.
2: He used to, he used to, he used to wash his hands even after he ate.
0: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Oh, <laughs> right. them, I want to hear that. We'll break I'll break those cat, those goddamn necks. The
0: like cat, nets yeah, or whatever cat I, necks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we tried. We got all we could okay. get was candy talking about washing hands and how absurd it was to wash your hands. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And please go back and listen to the previous episodes in the catalog. There's a bunch of them out there. We're at what? Uh, There's 165 episodes. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go back, check them out. And uh, thank you guys so much. Also, just remember to wa- wash your hands even after you eat. You know? <laughs> so, thanks, guys. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>